Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's show is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Now more than ever, our internet reliance is at its peak. We talk to our friends, loved ones, and even watch shows like Housen's Brew. And we like to think our information is safe, but the larger your footprint is online, going to different websites, the more you need proper security. And that's where Surfshark comes in. It is a VPN service that encrypts your data on the internet to stop unwanted people from seeing it. And another great reason for a VPN, you can access content that is restricted to different places. You can get American Netflix, you can get American Amazon Prime, Canadian Amazon Prime. Even football highlights that are restricted on Twitter, get Surfshark in, you can watch them on your device. And all you have to do is change your location on Surfshark, then you get access to everything you want. Let's say you're going on holiday even, you can change your location back to the UK and use all of your streaming services to watch football while you're away. And right now, Surfshark has a special holiday deal. Click the link in the description and use the code PADDOCK to get 83% off, which is basically all of it. 83% off, four months for free, and you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So for essentially a couple of quid a month, you are fully protected. Click the link in the description. Again, 83% off, 30-day guarantee, and four months for free. Link in the description. Use the code PADDOCK. Here's the show. Right, Jay's not on Tinder. <laughs> I'm doing the I'm doing the Instagram <laughs> link thing. I just said, I'll say you're on Tinder. And he was like, no, don't. So, so, so you're not. He's not on Tinder. Just the issue. Jesus. All right. Paddock Podcast, Stephen Alson. Um, Justin, soon to be single motor Zed. And uh, Andy Tate in the corner. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah. Right, my work is done, a bit. Right, uh, yes, your work is done. I look forward to seeing my kids once a weekend. Um, what we're going to be talking about, Edward, Edward was staying, oh, what's all that about? God. Oh, God. Why, no. though? Next thing you know, can how to look after your kids' DVD box set by the McCann's? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my God. Really oh, this? This, is, this is what happens. <laughs> we spoke about the words, Stephen. We had this conversation about words. I'm glad to see it's taking effect. Yeah, I mean, are we not like, I hate Edward Wood with a passion. He's 
one of the worst people in the world when it comes to Manchester United Football Club in what he's done, the the, the way he was involved in the takeover with the Glazers and since the takeover, how he's just... I mean, his involvement in the club has been fucking swimming, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, he's just been a disaster. Flawless. I wish to God he'd never got involved with Manchester United Football Club. Yeah. But is there an element here where actually consultancy role... It's not that meaningful, and it's kind of par for the course when no, you get. No, it's him down. being weighed in without having to do anything for it. Right. Okay. No, it's nonsense. Get right. rid of him. Yeah. Throw his shit out of the office first floor window when you get the yeah. chance, and tell him never fucking darken our door again. Yeah. Absolute glazer stooge. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. Andy, what do you think of Ed Woodward? What do you call him? Scrooge McDuck in it? Scrooge McDuck, yeah. yeah he's like duck tails jumping in all, all that money, swimming about, thinking he's a bee's knees. We need a clean break. Really need a clean break, and that, and and this is what we 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 want, uh, but it, it's not happening. And I, I, I hope Radnick stands up to him. I think really he can. Do think he can say, just stay out of my nose, stay out of my business. I don't know. This is that you don't know the internal politics no, of the club. I, 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 you know, I, I mean, agree you seen fucking ponytail baldy face, didn't you, when he was getting chased down the street by that reporter? What? <laughs> It's a body face. Pony looks like a body face is the best nickname ever, and I love he it. He looks like someone's drawn a face on a nutsack. It does. He looks. Doesn't he look awful? Yeah. He looks like an awful. How many billion being. has he got? About I don't know. Rather three. be skint and fit. Yeah. I mean, he just looks atrocious. We're talking about. Is it Joel that one? I was getting mixed up. Oh, well, I got chased mm -hmm. down the road. Joel that one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Just the, just the arrogance in his face to just not acknowledge. He's the, the one as well that like, he was giving that team talk to his mates in America at the NFL or whatever the college. Football, I'm not into American sports. You know what I mean? The one where they throw things. Um, and he was saying like, oh, yeah, we oh, bought... All of them. Yeah, actually, yeah, good point. Um, he was saying, it is all of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was one of them ones. And he was giving this talk. <laughs> and he was, one? I don't, the, one where, the one that's like rugby, but for people who are a bit softer. American football. Thank you. That's it. Or American hand egg. Yes, thank you. And he was saying like, he, he was basically just getting things wrong. He was saying about Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo's, we signed him in whatever when he was 16. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, no. What are you on about? And it's like, he doesn't even pretend to know and care about his football club. Th that's fair, mate, a that's joke. a level of not giving a fuck that I could aspire to be in. People saying it's Avram in the, well, some path. Trey answers it's Avram. Yeah, they're all the same, really, aren't they? No one really cares. Uh, get involved in the comments. Get involved in the chat. Let us know what you think about Woodward. I'll give you the full story here because people will be going, what is going on? You know, what is this story? Right, Richard Arnold is going to be appointed as CEO, which is a bit more normal. That's what David Gill used to do. He was CEO. Yeah? yeah. Okay. CEO. Instead of executive vice, vice chairman. Because Woodward called himself executive vice chairman, didn't he? He, he just rolled that around role, the, that title. The scrabble Exe fucking... Executive vice chairman of his money bank. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so he, he just went onto a LinkedIn title generator. Yeah. I'm going to call myself executive vice chairman of Manchester United Football Club. And it's like, well, no, you're the CEO. No, no, I'm it's executive like vice chairman. Dorman. You're a doorman. Be a yeah. doorman and be proud of it, yeah. right? Don't be a crowd control technician. Crowd. I'm a regional consultant, crowd con control technician. Oh, yeah. oh really? Oh, no, yeah, I'm yeah. a Weatherspoon's bouncer. Yeah. Relax. I uh, I work in uh, recycling and uh, waste management. Oh, dear, yeah, I clean toilets. All oh, right, okay. Why not just say what you do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're the CEO. Executive Vice Chairman. I am the guy that bullshits United support. Yeah, exactly. And he's done it... For about what eight years now. Anyway, he's 2005, Jay. Oh yeah, I always forget. I always think of Gil when Gil stepped down in 2013. Can you imagine the snideness, the, the, the way that that's knowing gone. that he's basically Ed Woodward Glazer, right? Imagine the snideness at all the board meetings that he'd have had. Uncle Avi, David Gill forgot to take his lunch today. <laughs>
that that would have been going on as well, wouldn't it? I that can smell it on him. That would have been a proper Absolute. classroom swat. Yeah, classroom snitch. Classroom swat. Classroom swat and snitch. Going, yeah, like you're saying. What's that little snitch called in recess? Randall. Oh, yeah, that's a blast from the past, that. Uh, Abinav Verma says, honestly, I think Ponytail Baldyface is broke and he's just pretending to be a billionaire with an awesome You got a fucking Lamborghini Urus or whatever it's called, did it? <laughs> About 400 grand to look at one of them. <laughs> so the, Probably. The, the, the sort of situation is, for those who care anymore, um, yep, yeah, Woodward's going to be replaced by Richard Arnold as Richard Arnold's going to be CEO. What do we know about Richard Arnold, Steve? You know about all these things. The money guy. He was, he's come from, uh, was he chief financial officer? Right. Some Manchester United appointment, if I ever smelt one. Yeah. So a football man then. Yeah. With, yeah, you know, yeah. Football real, real football yeah. man, yeah. Which bank did he work at? Um, I don't know. To so be honest what? with you. I'm actually I don't, connected I'm... with him on LinkedIn. Let me go and have a look. Oh, yeah. I'll check you. Hey, me and Richard Arnold. Oh, yeah, he yeah. knows everything. I'm going to message him. Why don't you message him and tell him to... Um, get involved in the chat in the comments. Let us know what you think. Um, Gavin Anthony says Randall taking notes. Um, says his group managing director at Manchester United is what it says. Let's have a look at his. Alex Bagley says my mate was it was an inventory an inventory control specialist, aka stock the bar. He was a hey, leadership AKA fellow at the College of St George. He was a what leadership till now. He is a leadership fellow. Not what that means. Chairman of the board at United. Oh yeah, at Manchester United Foundation. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Finance director at GC Group. Say that. Spice, Managing director at Spice Interface. Dealer in Piccadilly Gardens. It's a bit of a weird oh, thing not to yours. Oh, right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Finance director, senior manager at uh, communications. Oh, senior you manager, director. What did you do? Um, Petty says, Glazonomics, hate them all. Gavin Anthony says, Glazers are part of the Illuminati. Sound like someone I know. Um, yeah, he's, got he's, not, he's not wrong there. He's not far <laughs> off from the truth <laughs> there, mate. Keep at it. Do you when you see you hear about these things, Andy? What do you what do you make of it? Do you care? Does it? Do you think this is a negative, a positive? Are you bored of it? How do you feel about it? When I just you see want a clean break from him. Now from Woodward or yeah, from from Woodward, yeah. I want it, I want a clean break from him. He's the guy which he, he completely denies. Oh, I had nothing to do with the Super League. Yet he dropped it on Solskjaer straight before kickoff. Against the Burnley game. And yeah, then resigned in the aftermath of it. Yeah. And yeah. And claimed, down to do and I'm claimed, well for resigning for shit I didn't do. I yeah. know. I know. It, it's tragic. It's tragic he's leaving. I mean, I, I condone what what they did to his house and all that. You don't threaten uh, the guy's family and all that. But I take it you don't condone, you mean? I, I don't yeah. condone yeah. it. So uh, it's wrong for what people were doing. But he's caused this himself. He's brought it on himself. And he, des he deserves the, the abuse and the... I've got no sympathy for him. So just go away, take your paycheck and just leave. We want yeah. a clean break. I um, I have my reservations about how authentic that thing was at his house. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, but well, the fact that the son happened to be there when he just hired um, a former son. Was he an editor? Yeah, I think so. Neil Spin Ashton. Doctor, yeah. Yeah. Neil Ashton is a PR director uh, who's got close links with the son. And it just so happens that the son uh, at his house, as this is all going on, False flags, mate. It's the 101 for gaining sympathy and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, because, like, the quote, like, if you go and interview a bunch of 
thugs, as they were termed. Excuse me, I'm from the Sun newspaper. Yeah. Can I have a quote? And they gave you they gave you a word perfect quote. Well, we're just disgruntled and angry at what's going on. And you think, hang on a minute, no yeah. one's saying that to you. No one who's tried to torch an house has said the word disgruntled <laughs> in 227 years. Yeah, it was right. like a quote. You thought, no way. I don't think said Guy Fox said that no. when he tried it. No. <laughs> it was just here's, like, here's what might have been a quote had that been authentic. Why don't you get that fucking camera out my face? Yeah, before I make you eat it. Uh, Mid token Marius, who's been a member of the academy for four years. Don't forget as well to check out the membership section. The 12 days of Paddock where we're giving away a host of prizes, including a PlayStation 5. Anyway, he said, what's it going to take to finally get that fool out of the club? If the managers get fired for failing to do a job, he should have been sacked in 2014. Agree? Yeah, he should have been. Yeah. should have been. You've never liked him, have you? You've been one of the most vocal people against Edward Wood. Quite yeah, because when Gil left the farm, basically we lost our two best, didn't we? Two biggest, most important people. Yeah, we lost it at the time, and uh, like you say, it was a spiral uh, to to doom with three trophyless seasons, and uh, I was born out of it. <laughs> so was full time Devils. <laughs> so uh, it benefited me, but it didn't benefit United. So uh, yeah. The guy's he's just clueless about football. I mean, from what I've heard, he's just he's a he's a rugby guy, isn't he? He likes rugby union. I heard he's a Liverpool fan as well. I don't know how true that is, but he's certainly not a Manchester United fan as he wouldn't have done to the club what he's done. Um <laughs> I don't know. Um well, a minute, let me just try and find these quotes here. Mary Crimbo from Santa says Santa Notch. Um Honestly, says Abin Averma, would love it if the Glazers tell how to get a credit card like the one they got. Honestly, getting a $600 million loan. Someone quoted me and you the other day on Twitter. Someone tagged us in something and we both ignored it. But they were saying, like, the Glazers, the Glazers only put so, such and such amount in. They put, like, $70 million in, then they started taking out. And I thought, no, they didn't. They didn't even do that. They didn't take anything. They didn't put Mate, anything in, did they? I want to know how you get that credit level, honestly. And that's what someone said. Like, Hell of a one goal on that. Tell you. mad, isn't it? Not only that, mate. I don't know how bad your credit has to be that you have to pay like a billion and a half in interest and still owe nearly everything that you owed in the first place. That's meant, that's honestly like crackhead accounting. It is. Do you know right, what the bad thing is? Go I'm going to take a go loan on. out. I'm going to pay 100 million back on that loan, 660 million pound loan. Yep. I'll pay 100 million on it for 16 years. How much do I owe? 500 million. What? Make that make sense. Don't tell me they're good at business because that's fucking dumb. This is another thing, ASD. And you've been, again, like Andy, you've been very vocal against this. I, and I had this discussion, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Someone was saying, oh, well, Woodward, I hate him, but he should maybe go back to the money side of things. He's good at bringing in money. Is he? But this is a myth, isn't it? Because yeah. he isn't, is he? We, don't, we no longer have any of the record deals uh, in terms of sponsorship. I think City have just signed one or have they? Um, Chelsea's kit deals. City signed one with, one with their owner. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's with, shell company. With City. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, this is Manchester United that you're selling. At the time that they took over in 2005, Manchester United were comfortably, by far and away, I think doing somewhere in the region of about 300% the nearest person's revenue in the Premier League. Yeah. Now, United's income has nearly trebled. Everyone else has gone up five times. Right. So in terms of <laughs> comparative growth, yeah. we're not doing well. No, ultimately, like, you, you could have done fuck all. Norwich City make X number of million on the TV deal. Yeah. As long as you're not getting relegated, you're still making some serious wonga. Yeah. United's kit deal, it's Manchester fucking United. We always sell somewhere in the region of 1.8 to 2 million shirts a season, plus whatever the, the black market for shirts does, right? But yeah. there's 1.8 to 2 million shirts sold, which is a 
which is usually around the top number of shirts sold. Might have been swayed by Messi going to PSG this summer, but typically United are in the top one or two of, of a home shirt or whatever sold per season. Those metrics mean money for whichever kit manufacturer you decide to go with. You don't need a hard sell. You just need you just need to bang a tweet out once a year. Hey, do you want to sponsor Manchester United? Ring that number. Yeah. You're always going to have lots and lots of businesses that want to get involved with in Manchester United. Oh, 100%. No, no matter what happens on the pitch as well. Because people say, oh, well, when you've not had success on the pitch, it's going to affect your revenue and it's going to affect your sales and it's going to get, affect your sponsorship. It will, but, it not, will, but not that massively because you're still one of the biggest sports brands in history. Yeah, but imagine what you make if you if the team was winning stuff. Yeah. Well, this is another thing as well. Would you that, make an extra £100 million a year as well? Over the last 15 years, because actually that's what the deficit of having yeah. them just owners has cost us. Do you know I mean, what Steve's even said this in the past. Imagine what you win if you fucking win a major trophy. Do you yeah. want to talk about engagement? I've said this one in the past. They talk about engagements on the tweets. Embarrassingly, someone was talking about the fucking engagement that they got on a tweet, which was uh, Nobby Styles uh, and talking about Nobby Styles. Time and a fucking place. And they're talking about the engagement that you got on Munich tweets. There was Time one. Fucking place. There was one with the Klopp as well. The Klopp tweet. I saw yeah. like engagement about Jurgen Klopp. Nothing. What, what are we doing here? Through the looking glass. Here. Come and on. And then, do you know what would get loads of engagement? The twenty-first title win. Yeah. Or another treble. Yeah. Count the retweets on that because it'll break the fucking internet. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Just imagine the tweet twenty-one times Manchester United. That would break the internet. And that everything be... that goes with it, yeah. us, we would got, we would got as well. Exactly. Everybody, everything that going to overdrive for all United. But the thing is that annoys me with the Glazers, right? Is you know you said it, Steve. They're not good businessmen, and like I hate them with every fibre of my being. But they they could have even had the cake and eat it, and if they had a bit about them, they could have done what they did. But kept us winning trophies, which would have distracted like a lot of people. Not everyone, but a lot of people. It did for a little bit yeah. under like do that first those back to back free titles. And then I think it was under the I think the Wayne Rooney thing might have really sparked it in twenty ten. Because that was what kicked off the the next sort of round of, of green and gold sort of protests. Yeah. But yeah, like a lot of the the more fair weather support does shut up and quieten down. Yeah. The hardcore support's always gonna have a, a bee in its bonnet about it. Yeah. 2006, 2007, I was in Afghanistan with the Love United 8 Glazer stuff. Yeah. We were shit hot then. Yeah. We had Rooney, we had Ronaldo, we had a um, fantastic team. It looked at the time like we were investing. You know, only with a bit of hindsight you realise, you know, you start to hit things leak out from people who were staff members at the time that, you know, we had this one lined up and that one lined up and this one lined up and it all went tits up. But you just think that if we'd have spent an extra 100 million, which doesn't go a long way today. Yeah. It was a fucking long way in 2006. And a long way. Like, we made a profit. Win no. the league, make a profit no, on what's transfers. What's that about? Fergie in, like, a net profit for, like, I think five years or something. I think his last eight years he spent, on average, 19 million a season. Which is nothing. Like and let, don't get me wrong, you make a good point, because I get that even when we were winning things, when we were title holders, we still protested, we still kicked off. I just think if we were successful, if we were challenging for honours every season and winning titles and Champions Leagues... People argued with yeah. you back then. I remember. Yeah. I can remember. It having wouldn't so be many, as vocal. I know it's not like me. It's normally a J thing. But literally, around even like 2011, 2012, 2013, arguing with people on Twitter saying they've been good owners. No, they haven't. What 
are you sniffing? Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think that it helps them that Fergie was pretty quiet on that front and, and backed them. I just don't think he wanted another scenario after the Rocket Gibraltar stuff where he was getting into one with the owners. I don't think he felt that well, was This is where they didn't helpful. invest. They didn't invest after after we won the Champions League you, uh, and the following title, 2009. That was the next level to go up for because you're going into the next decade, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you got City coming round the corner without with all that money. And we just didn't we didn't invest for the future. It was an aging team. It's no fault of Fergie's. No, but Fergie it, tries to defend it in his autobiography by talking about the age profile of the team, saying it was actually one of the younger teams that he'd ever left, and therefore it wasn't an old team. You go, okay, but you're being a little bit dishonest with the truth here because, okay, there might have been people that thought Phil Jones was going to be in whatever and Chris Smalling was going to be in whatever. Some cleverly and, and, yeah, and Danny Cleverly and, 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 and Nick Powell. All these might have gone on and done something, but they didn't, right? They were never... I, mean, I don't think anyone ever thought Chris Smalling was the new Rio. I don't think anyone... Phil Jones, maybe. There was a little bit of hype around him that obviously wasn't realised. But the when you look at the investment... Look at the investment from two, 99, 98, and you look at what we did with Stam and York, yeah. and the, the reputation that they had, and then you look at what we brought in following that um, with Rude and with Rio and Veron and then uh, Ronaldo, and then Rooney. Oh. We were buying best-in-class potential absolute show-stopping players. Um, and then the Glazers came in, and it shifted a little bit. Like, you can have a Michael Carrick this summer, but don't tell your dad. Like, and it was like, we got an Ever and a Vidic who did turn out to be great buys, and Michael Carrick turned out to be a great buy. But where was the... We should have been signing 50, 60 million pound players then, because the transfer record had shifted, and we no longer kept up with that. And we sold players for that. We didn't buy players for that. You know, we brought in a Berbatov who turned out to be a great player and we lost money on, but where was our Benzema signing for 10 years? Where yeah. was our, you know, Aguero was going around about that time and we didn't pick up these players that we knew about and, and couldn't pull the trigger on. You know, and where was our, why don't we bringing in someone like a Hummels as Rio was getting to 34, 35? Yeah. The, the Fergie of old, the Fergie, when you look at his pattern throughout the, even the late 80s, but from the 90s into the noughties until 2005, this was a guy that, I mean, even when we signed Ruud van Nistelrooy, and apparently there was there was a lot of aggro to get him over the line. Because of the injury in that? Just because of his age. Right. Um, there was some talk. I, one United player told me, I'm not going to say who, because another United player, Rio, said it was wrong, but one United player told me one thing, and another United player said that wasn't the case. Uh, but I don't know if the truth is maybe a little bit in between both of them. Well. And one of them says that Fergie bounced because he was he was told he was getting Ronaldo back. If yeah. you remember just before he retired, there was a lot of Ronaldo talk. Yeah, hell of a lot. Yeah, he I said it was, it was lined up for then. Um, and also Bale. And we ended up with Ruud van Nistelrooy, and that's why Fergie was like, they're not going to fucking back me, I'm off. Now, I don't know if that's the whole uh, truth. Ron Van Persie? No. Well, sorry, we ended up with Ron Van Persie. Yeah, Persa, yeah. sorry. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's the whole truth or there's an element of truth yeah. to that or if it's a bit of bullshit. Rio says he don't think there's any truth in that at all. Okay. The other player that I spoke to, a player from that time, is pretty adamant that that was the case. Um, and I don't want to put. Remember it out that. Remember that at the time be. in the nightclubs, go you pick three, three in the morning, you go for a slash, you're talking about United, you know, oh Ronaldo's coming, you piss that your fucking head. Oh, we, we, I've heard this, I've heard that, it's he's bang on. On a Saturday night. It was everywhere. You, oh yeah, 2013, you've just won yeah. the Premier League. Oh, we're fucking having running out. I remember it was Ronaldo. Oh Bale yeah, well. fucking Bale. buzzing in this the clubs. Happen, yeah. In the clubs, man, it's fucking me. So you, you look That's at what Fergie did in, in the 90s when he, you know, he brought in 
Um, even when he was bringing in the likes of Cole, or you know, when he brought when he brought in Rude Van Nistelrooy, we already had Chicharito, Welbeck, Rooney, um, and he still brings him in. Like Van Van Persie. You, you call him Rude Van Nistelrooy again? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> sorry, I've done it twice. Sorry. Robin Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> I was trying to do the middle. I was thinking Rude at his age. What's he on about? I've got too many players in my head to get out. <laughs> but even when he was signing Van Persie, everyone, he means yeah. Van Persie. Even yeah. when I was saying, uh, even when we did sign Rude, yeah. Look at what the rest of the team we were building around Rude, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Fucking hell, so I didn't realise I was doing that. <laughs> it's all right. Both excellent. Who's the best? Robin Van Persie or Rude See, we were talking about this, weren't we? Yeah. With Scott on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Me and you He agreed. said, yeah, he said, Van Persie's best season. But let's be honest, Van Persie played one season. Yeah. Van Persie's season was better than any that Van Nistelrooy had. Yeah. And I was going to fuck it up again then. Um, but I disagree. I actually think that the second season, the one we won the league. Yeah. We've only won a league title once. Yeah, we've only won it once. That's we scored that. 44 goals. When it, because towards the end of that season, the end of that season, yeah, the end of that season, that trick against Fulham and that yeah. individual goal, that's fucking that, class. Like, that. The last 10 games, he scored something like 12 goals, whatever, or 13 goals. And, it was just he like was a fucking whirlwind, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, he was left, right and centre. It wasn't like, do you know what? I think I said this on Twitter. RVP was like a refined Ferrari. He was great to look at. He performed. Slick. Yeah, slick, refined. Fucking rude was just like a bar fight, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it was just carnage, but he would find a way to Road get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah, fucking yeah. Roadhouse. Absolutely fucking min. Uh, get involved in the comments. Let us know who do you think was the best. Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy, or as Steve likes to say, Rude or Van Nistelrooy. Abin Averma says, Green and Gold got triggered because we sold Ronaldo for 80 million and spent the money clearing our debt and signed a free agent and gave him number seven. Dion Collins, welcome to the academy. Thanks for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, Ross Murphy says, Fabregas was close to sign for United, but we didn't pay the price Barcelona wanted. He would have been a good midfielder in his prime. Um, loads of people say, well, few people say rude. Do you, know, you know what happened with Fabregas? Go on, no, I want to know. Go on. So, um, there's a poll in the chat, by the way. Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy? Um, there was... Our first bid went in, it was like, shit, 20 million or something like that for, for, Fabregas. for Fabregas. And then we put in like 23. And I think it was like... T- the numbers could be off here, but the, the sequence is correct. We put in another one and Barcelona rejected it. And then they expected another one to come which they would have accepted. And it was only going to be like another million on top of it or something like that. And Fabregas had been worded up. He'd been like briefed, which is illegal as fuck where it happens. He was happy to come. Barcelona was happy to sell. Then United never rang him again. Why? And you just think, when you, probably, when you line it up with some of the other stuff that's happened, like people turning up at the Liga office with a briefcase, asking to release Ander Herrera and going, we never did that. But the next summer you're back there trying to do the same fucking thing. Like, People often turn up at the Liga office with 30 million, don't they? Trying to fucking buy people out, you absolute dickhead. Like, it was clearly us. And it was clearly a fall guy for a summit we fucked up on. But it shows how much of a fucking circus this club has been over the last decade. It has. Uh, Run like an absolute fucking shit show. And that's being kind. Uh, just, I don't know if I got your, what was your answer to the Van Nistelrooy and Van Persie question? I would have to go for Van Nistelrooy because he had four seasons and he was just knocking them in for fun. Yeah. Phenomenal. But for the... The best, like 20 million, the best, oh, no, best really twenty million. The best twenty million is Van Persie, but yeah. for all round player is 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 Van a good Nistelrooy. question. Who's the best Dutchman we've had? Oh my god, Van Nistelrooy, 
Um, Van no Persie. shout out for Arnold Murren in there. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, someone, was it Santa Notch or someone who said that in the chat with me and you were having? Jordi Cruyff. Arnold, Arnold, yeah. yeah, where's yo? <sighs> hey, um, Stam, uh, Van der Sar. They've all been world class. They have, haven't they? We've had some Memphis, min- Butner. <laughs> Van der Beek. Probably the best. Well, if you look at you look at Twitter, I think he definitely was. If we did a poll, he'd probably win it. Joy, fuck it, would. He would. He would. I don't know who the best is. Because they've all been different fucking positions. You could do it with the best Frenchman. Cantona, Evra, William Prunier. You know what I mean? Pogba. Who? Yeah. There you go. Abin Averma says, best Dutchman. Defo, not Van der Beek. Um... Oh, they'll come for you. Yeah, yeah they'll come. Trust me. You don't want to say this. Uh, your mate, I know me and you were speaking about Pop. We've got a video coming out soon as well where me and Steve look through potential comings and goings this January. One of them is uh, Paul Labiel Pogba. But there's been more advice from uh, your mate, Evra, talking about how Pogba can fix his, fix his career. Um, and he's just going on to saying, you know, um, he, he says he's such a great player. Maybe some people can't understand why he can't play so well with France for the national team. Oh, sorry, why he can play so well for France and not for Manchester United. He needs to fix that, give more love to the fans. Then they have to give him more love in return. I think some of the old legends can sometimes go into personal on him, which I don't like. He's a great guy. Maybe that's a nod to Roy Keane, if you think about old legends, or it could be Gary Neville as well. Um, I mean... I know you've covered this thing, and forgive me for asking again, but do you see any happy ending for Paul Pogba at Manchester United? No. That's Even it. if he stays, I don't think it'll be a happy ending. No. It's a shame because, I mean, you were probably the most hyped man in Manchester when we signed him. And I, I fucking cuddled him. I know, you, you were giving me, me and Steve just started chatting. I remember getting all these updates from Steve, texting me like, I'm at his hotel. And I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I've got Jane with me. I'm, I, and this was like every 10 minutes, he's turned up. I'm getting a photo, and I think you were the first fan I saw who actually got his picture with him on his return to Old Trafford. It was. They wouldn't let anyone... You know Abs, the security guy that you see in all the photos with Paul Pogba, by the way? Yeah. So Abs is kind of like with him. There was a guy... It was a Larry Hotel. Listen, just go to Larry Hotel, go in the back door, get, a, get yourself a fucking apple juice and sit there and don't get mivered. They'll put stadium gates up at the front. Yeah. Just go in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Buy yourself a plate of chips, get an apple juice and just yeah. fucking sit there. So we sat there waiting. I don't know if it was a summer holidays or whatever. We sat there till like fucking 1am. We'd been there about three or four hours. Um, and he was, Raiola was there, Lukaku had come. Uh, and it was a guy trying to like snidely film him. Really? Pogba's on the phone, like just walking around the bar of the hotel. There's a guy trying to like snidely film him and that. Pogba fucking grabs his phone off him, makes him makes him delete the video. Really? Yeah. And uh, Jaden goes over and says, "Oh, can I get a picture?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure. Just give me two minutes. Obviously, he's well busy. You can imagine." So we're like, just chill. He said, "Yeah, let's just chill. We'll just wait here." Ended up waiting forever, and then um, they went and got something to eat. And they were just sat there talking after he finished it. So I said, go, go and ask now if you want, because it's settled down. It's been fucking hours. He's already said, yeah. Now yeah. it's a drama. It goes over and that abs is like, nah, I'll come back tomorrow. And so Jaden starts crying. What was he? Seven years old. He'll be seven. Right, wow. something like that. So he starts crying. Um, I was like, I can't come back. Come back tomorrow. I would just need to see Paul Pogba. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to fucking work, <laughs> innit? Kid lunatic. Um, so I was like, all right, come on, mate. It's not going to happen today. We'll get off. And um, some French woman just sees Jay crying. Shouts some abs in French and then just drags Jaden off me into the other room. Really? I was just like, fuck, follow her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jaden like sorts himself out, fucking gets a cuddle. I mean, Pogba was fantastic with him. Was Gives that? him a cuddle and he was like, oh, welcome back to the club and this, that, and the other. And he was like, as a picture of him, as a, a nice little chat with him and all the rest of it. 
And uh, I was like, I don't usually get pictures. I'm going to get a fucking selfie. So I got a selfie. Yeah. And, and uh, I was like, welcome back to Manchester. And I just gave him a big fucking cuddle. Nice. And he was like, I'm buzzing to be, I said, I'm buzzing at your back. And he was like, I'm fucking buzzing to be back. He's, I mean, from what we hear about Pogba, whether you like him or not as, <sighs> as a fan, he's quite weird. He's popular in the dressing room. A lot of the other players like yeah, him. Yeah, I've heard that. He does seem like to be a likeable character. My, my only issue is the circus just, around yeah, him. Yeah, I get that. I think I he's a hell that. of a player. Yeah. And I think if you could get a commitment out of him, I would roll with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, even against my better judgment, now, I don't think it's ever going to change and I don't think he's ever going to leave Raiola and, and, and the million other factors that are at play here. But I think he's a, his ability is almost unmatched yeah. when he's on form. The problem is he's been a bit iffy last couple of seasons with injuries yeah. and stuff like that, but that sort of ability is special. It's not on the shelf, that. No, no. It is, and it's sad because, you know, you saw it at the beginning of the season, didn't you, against Leeds, where he's just... You just he, don't I, see it enough. And he, I think it was Leeds and against Newcastle as well. And I was watching it because on the, for the second half, it's down our end, like, they're attacking. And they're almost like, it's like a 10-man defensive unit. And United are sort of knocking on the door, can't unlock it, and he can he finds that little pass that no one else can see. Finds room. Yeah, in, in yeah he's pass no formation space. against Leeds. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Four passes, it four, four assists, wasn't it? Four assists. And that ball, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? You watch them back as well and you go, yeah. the fuck has he done yeah. that? Mason Greenwood had a lot to do with the finish. It was a mint finish. But that ball to Mason Greenwood against Leeds was phenomenal. It was just inch perfect. And I think, like you say, Steve, there's not many players on the planet, if any, that can do that sort Yeah, of it's just, we, we haven't seen it enough over the years. I mean, I'm not a fan that. of him, but it, it, it's it's a shame. It's, it, and it's it's going to end. It's going to end, I think, as well. So uh, he's, only, he's only going one way, and that's out the door. Did you expect, did you when he, when we signed him, where did you sort of sit? Did you think we're going to win a title? We're going to challenge for Champions League? Or do you think? Do you think that every year? Yeah, I, I really thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a fucking optimist at heart, right? I might be grumpy on the surface of things, yeah. but I fucking I get giddy. I, I thought that when we signed Fred Diogo <laughs> Delo and, no, and Lee thought, Grant. No, but he's right. I, I didn't that year. He's <laughs> right. He's right. After winning the, the League Cup and the Europa League, yeah. I, I thought we'll, we'll crack on here. That's the biggest disappointment for me. Is when we, I'll be honest with you, and I think there's a video evidence of me and you saying words to this effect. When we got Pogba and Jose around the centre, and like, oh my god, I'm going. Me and I'm not alone. Like, they're not going to leave without having won a title here. That is that is a certain. It might not be this season, and they might it might end in tears. We might only get a few years out of him. Still but, six months yet. Yeah, but they will leave with a title. And obviously that's not transpired. Uh, still one more to go, you know. Still you Champions never know. League, yeah. you never know. Listen, what is the... You know, Do you know what I didn't think would happen? He's like, fucking leave us for free again. Oh, no. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Oh, no, bro. Can you... Uh, <laughs> Do you know what would be the worst thing, right? What do you mean me? you've took her back when she's cheated on you? Yeah. The worst <laughs> thing would be, right, for me, is if he went to Juve. Back to Juve. Because <laughs> his career would be United, Juve on a free, United for 89 million, Juve on a free. <laughs> and in the middle of that, you got to go... The what? What's that bit in the middle? United. So he was at United, let him go to Juve, and then what's the bit in the middle? 89 million. All right, okay, and what did they get back for him? I wonder if United at like 31, and he's like, listen, Manchester's my home, and I'd always <laughs> like to come back, and we're like, you know, he wants yeah, to come back? Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll, all right, we're not getting 89 million, though. This time you can well, have 80. What, do you think a lot of mugs on that? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you have 80. All right, 84. <sighs> Okay, 87. <laughs> hey, David Roberts says... I honestly thought the last thing I thought we would see is him walking out of the door on a free and not winning a title. 
It's all it's, six years later. It's laughable, isn't it? It's embarrassing. Uh, David Roberts says, "Love stories like Steve's Pogba story. What's the best United encounter you lads have had? Merry Christmas up the paddock. What's yours, Andy? Best United enc encounter where you've met a player? Meeting Eric De Cantona at the Cliff a week before his ban expired." Oh, no. On a Saturday, nice. with my dad going to watch the under 18s before the three o'clock game, 11 o'clock in, in the morning, and he was over there training on his own. And my dad said, Go on, go on. So I, I approached him, and he was more than happy to sign an autograph or two. Really? I, I, I was like, I say, I was 20, 21 at the time, and it was, it was just absolutely, it was. Wow, he's blown away. You don't say anything, but when he signs the back of your shirt and it says the king, he smiled at it as well. He, he knew. You've, you've basted his greatness as well, haven't you? You both sick him. Drilled. Cantona's yeah. um, reaction to seeing my flag that I took to Afghanistan. Yeah. So I'd married the king flag. Everyone knows the trickle of. I had the red, white, and black one. I had the red, white, and blue one. It was some fucking mug and that. Like, I had the red, white, and black one. I took it to Afghanistan, took it to Iraq. Uh, and I've got a picture of me sitting on a Land Rover um, in the desert. Just with my Eric the King flags, it fucking went everywhere me, right? And uh, and I shown him. I don't know why I just whipped it out and was like, "Look, yeah, so, this, this is what I'm about." And in the most Canton way ever, he's went, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. He goes, uh, "Send it to me," and I was like, "Yeah, what? Obviously." <laughs> <laughs> well, send it to me. Give me your number then. <laughs> he gave us his brothers. Oh, I know, oh, absolute no. fucking tapping. Um, but yeah, he uh, Canton was a good one. I've been fortunate enough, like doing this now for a few years, where you get to be in some mad little spots to to have encounters. Mm -hmm. Watching uh, the academy with Paddy Crera and just on like a random Wednesday afternoon was good because there's like twelve people there. That's me. Most of my parents, and you just get to sit with Paddy Crera and he used to jog around and coaks in the. He still goes in our gym, you know. He's in our gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you used to jog around. Yeah, he works out a jumper. During the 90s, Paddy used to jog around and coats. Used to see him on a on a weekday um, about two, three in the afternoon. You seen Quentin oh. Fortune when we was in Media City. You seen Quentin Fortune running around there as well. Right. Um, I had one like before I was doing all this. Like I didn't have that that many. I was at um, Dwight York's wetting the baby's head for Harvey though party. I was at that because there was so a barmaid yeah, I was with. Right. So he had no involvement I, 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 with him, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a party for when he came. Uh, I'm going to avoid that. commenting in any way, shape, or form. Brzingerman's in uh, On the Edge. Yeah. Andy Cole had a fight with Kev Campbell that night. Really? Yeah. Oh, mad. Who won? Uh, Kev Campbell knocked fuck out of him. <laughs> really? He's fucking massive. You've seen him? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm just surprised that went, went down. Kev Campbell, I mean, don't get me wrong, Moses. He's got a I'm Chest like a barrel. Andy Cole in a fight with someone, especially, you know, someone who's never played for United. Well, Kev Campbell seems like a really nice guy. We've had him on the channel. Me and uh, me and Kev Campbell got to the semi... This, this, sounds like, this sounds like I would have lied to you, right? <laughs> Did me and Kev Campbell get to the semi-final of a snooker tournament as a partnership? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> my mate used to the have... is off camera just shouting at <laughs> ah, brilliant. My mate used to have a, a snooker tournament on New Year's Day right. every year. There's no a, way you made years. this up. No, no, this is too random. Be, yeah, it's too random. It's too random. In a nutshell, he was business partners with Kev Campbell and, and Kev came down. It's randomly drawn in it and it's me and Kev Campbell. I can't play snooker. I'm a violent sports kind of guy, yeah, right? Anything with a bit of finesse, like darts, snooker, anything like that. It's yeah. not my bag, right? Yeah. So the tactic we ended up doing was I'll just knock it into all the balls and we'll snooker them. And we literally got to a semi-final by us doing that. He, really? could, he could pot and I could snooker and that was it. Decent, decent. <laughs> hey, the dizzy heights of the semi-final game, the, uh, isn't it? It's, snooker, that's your tactic, tournament, whatever it was. Yeah, shocking. And yeah. it was just him shouting at me like, "Have you never played snooker before?" I was like, "Yeah, once or twice." 
That's cool. That's a good encounter. My, uh, that's I've not had, exactly the crucible, is it? No. <laughs> I've had a few, like you say, Steve, I've had a few encounters with players because of my like, job and stuff. But the most random one was where I accidentally tried to get in Marcus Rashford's car outside my mate's house. <laughs> that was like, that was so embarrassing. Because honestly, I went to meet my mate and he's got a Range Rover and I was late and I could see the Range Rover with the engine running. So I thought, he's right, mate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Get impatient. It. Yeah. So I opened the car to give him both barrels. When I opened the car and put my foot in it, I realised it's Marcus Rashford sat in the driver's seat. So I just went, oh, sorry, mate. Uh, 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 I thought this was my mate's car. He lives there. And he went, oh, yeah, my mate's just chatting to him. Because my mate does. I don't know what he does. I don't want to get into that. But um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that sounded way hotter than it needed to be. It doesn't need to be anywhere near as hot as you just made that sound. Everything, everything oh, sounds... It, does, it, does like it imports heroin, just say what no, it is. Don't you, man? It's sniff. No, it's not. It's not sniff. <laughs> what is this? The Tinted nice. windows, Range Rover, bleeding out. <laughs> Salford. <laughs> Saw Andy Colin. Do you remember Ampersand, the nightclub? Oh, yeah, I remember Ampersand. Yeah, what a that. fucking gaff that was, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so the yeah. VIP was upstairs. That's, min, that's a proper blast from the past. I used to um, I used to work in a bar in town. I used to work at Wave on um, on Portland Street. Fuck me, that's rough, right? And I, I used to go there. It was cheap beers on a Saturday night. Yeah, mate. do you know what? If you go in Two now... Two quid? Do you know what? Here's, here's the thing, right? If you want to know what it was like... In uh, 2002, just go in today. It looks exactly the fucking same. Right? <laughs> identically the same. And it probably hasn't been cleaned since then. So it's fucking minging. Right? I used to work in Wave. One of the bouncers that worked at Wave also did ampersand. So I managed to get myself in and into VIP. Goes into VIP. Who's in the VIP? Andy Cole. And what's the Watson called that used to play for Everton? Is it Steve Watson? For Everton? Or Dave Watson. Dave Watson. So Dave Watson and Andy Cole. Andy Cole's in a leather shirt because... It's fucking Andy Cole, of course he is. <laughs> so I absolutely chewed his ear off for about two hours. Really? That's min that. That is cool. It's Andy Cole who still, right now, has got the same attitude to everyone he doesn't know, which is go away face. But yeah. It's fucking it's Andy Cole, mate. It's like three years out from the treble. Are you fucking mad? Come here. It's funny because <laughs> we did a thing once with Mitten and uh, Chucky and Andy Cole. And because Chucky's got no filter whatsoever, like a Q&A thing. And like Chucky sort of led the way and was just coming out of all these stories but like and Andy Cole was like <laughs> he kept saying I can't believe you're saying that I can't believe you're telling everyone about this and Andy Cole was saying this is one of the best things I've ever done because no matter what I say it don't matter because everyone's just going to remember what you're saying because <laughs> Chucky just doesn't give a shit so yeah it was mint um, right get involved in the comments let involved in the chat some people talked about us name dropping um, well yeah we were asked about it would have been a pretty poor story if we'd have told about our United encounters without name dropping. I don't know how it works. Can't tell you who it is, but... Um, yeah, but uh, there was this great was the other half of him and York. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> some, Jado says, when is the Florida trip you promised last year? You and Jay chasing the Glazers down with Maka would be happy. Do you know what it was, right? It was COVID, wasn't it? Because when we saw that... Was it COVID? It was. Because we looked at it, right? When it all popped off with the protest... Well, it was the European Super League, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was COVID that stopped us going. Do you remember? Because we said... Oh, the travel restrictions. Yeah, because I, as soon as that happened... We'd, I, l we'd looked into it. I said to him, we need to go to Florida. Well, you didn't. You said, you're not allowed to go to Florida. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, because you yeah, you, you were going to take it to a level that we don't need to get into. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to doorstep the geezer. Stay out of our ideas. <laughs> no, I didn't. But we know that I'm, I'm impulsive and some things, sometimes things happen. <laughs> sometimes the best reaction is the... 
<laughs> the right approach. <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, we looked in I'd have seen my house with me. If he'd have, if he'd have react, I'd, I'd have been in jail still. Yeah, you'd still be on the floor in, in jail for smashing his head in or whatever. Because if he'd have, if he'd ignored me as hard as he ignored that chick that they sent over for Sky News. Yeah. I don't he fucking... would have got a lot of sun. It's Florida, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how much sun you get when you're on 23 hour bangle. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, I'm going to put it on there. Yeah, look at me, you fucking prick. <laughs> Fucking walk away, I'll yeah. fuck you up. Because we, uh, we wanted to rent a bucket and it literally, we looked at doing it and it wasn't like then we could just jump on a flight and fly over there. This was like peak. No, shout out to some subscribers as well who lived in the area oh, and yeah. was like, I'll take you to his house. Yeah, actually. there was guys who sort of we were know amazing with people. us. We, we, yeah. know. And also, he was on we're Google Earth, wasn't he? We're not you doing that. Find yeah. him on Google Street, sorry, Street View. He was actually Outside there. his own house. Yeah, so we did a bit of wrecking. We like, Google okay. didn't fuck that one up. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, anyway, we, just, we just couldn't make it work. We're not, we've not put that in file 13 just yet, so... Uh, yeah, never say never. Watch and shoot, hey. watch and shoot. Uh, um, oh, Hesh V says, you can you lot can crash at my place in Tampa. Hesh V, we will, we will, we will hold you to that. <laughs> um, who's your Wallies of the Week? Well, well. Well, well. well I've got one, but I think uh, it's pending a case, so I'll just leave it for now. <laughs> yes, you will leave it for now, um, um, because it is pending a, a case. Like I always say, Jake, I'd rather be a grass than an ounce. Thank you. Um, it's, you know... Cheese and wine guy. Cheese and wine guy. Oh, the fucking prime minister. Oh him. Oh that tosser. Yeah. Sorry everyone, I've got to shoot. Right. Okay. He has. That's. He's not. He's. He's. Yeah. He's got stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> right. So thanks to Steve. Um, you, you're saying Boris Johnson is your. Yeah. yeah. Cheese and wine guy. And Chris yeah. fucking Witter. Yeah. Oh, Chris Witter. What's he doing? Chris Witter. Nitty gritty. Listen to the boy. Listen to the boy from the big bad city. Right. Nice. He's nice fucking jam hot. This is tank. This is jam hot. That's it. Tank. Loud ball swap. Jam nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city. This is jam hot. This is jam. That was hot. it. I remember that. Um, don't be good to me and all that. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, oh, the just yeah. I don't know. Uh, Dominic Rab. There you go. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I saw him doing the rounds this morning, chatting absolute wibble. Uh, get involved in the comments. Uh, don't forget to give us a subscribe if you're not doing. Let's get to 700,000 subscribers. Please. By the end of the season, we're on about 620 odd. We can do it with your support. Also, check out the, the 12 Days of Paddock. You've done a special Christmas message, haven't you? Yes, I have coming today. Out. Yeah, yes, so yes. Make sure you keep it out. Andy coming Tate. soon, coming soon. Coming soon, a special Christmas message. Andy, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, and there underscore M-U-F-C underscore Tate. Yeah, you know where to find me as well. This has been Paddock. What has it been, actually? The Paddock Podcast. Thank you. A big shout out to um, who sponsored us, baggers? Surfshark. Surfshark, yeah? Click Click the link, Code Paddock. Big dun, thanks dun, to Surfshark. And a big thanks to Alex Bagley for running the desk for us and being a producer extraordinaire. I'll see you in the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.